Bradley Robinson. And I'm Chris Erickson. This is No More Covers, a podcast where we learn about songwriting by making ourselves do it, even when we don't really know how. Welcome back, listeners. We've officially made it to the second half of 2020. For new listeners, each month we write songs based around a theme, and then we talk about it here. This month, our theme was America. Hadley, this was your idea. <laughs> why did you pick it? Yeah, I, I definitely had moments of regretting that. <laughs> That's why I said it that way. That's why I read it like that. Well, so I picked it for a few reasons. You know, one is that it just felt very relevant as we've been going through a massive moment of reckoning in the U.S. right now, mm -hmm. uh, acknowledging, you know, the atrocities of the past and how to move forward and... I know I've been thinking about that a lot. And then the other thing is that I knew the 4th of July was coming up. And I have to tell you a small confession. And that's that I kind of have like a soft spot in my heart for patriotic songs. <laughs> I don't know if it's oh, like I know. <laughs> growing up, you know, like near D.C. or what. But like I knew the words. Like I always just thought they were really fun to sing. But, you know, in adulthood, I've realized how problematic like all of them are. I mean, the national anthem itself is was written by a slave owner i think initially i had some idea that maybe i would write a better fourth of july song although <laughs> that is not what ended up happening i wouldn't say my song falls in the category of patriotic how did you find this theme i found the theme actually really difficult did a lot of brainstorming for this theme initially i was super excited because so much is happening right now in our country but then I also started to feel incredibly overwhelmed, mm -hmm. you know, not really knowing which route to take. And I found it incredibly difficult to narrow down and to really focus and to think about in this moment in time, what would rise to the level of being defined by the theme of America, which is so big. Well, since we both kind of brainstormed a lot and, you know, we were thinking maybe it would be interesting for us to talk a little bit about some of the things we came up with in our brainstorms. I love this. What about you, Chris? Did you look through your notes at all? Like, what are some interesting lines or phrases? All right, hold on. I got to get my, like, scrappy notebook that's, like, falling apart here. <laughs> it's like shreds of paper. You can hear them there. Mm -hmm. I wrote down, we must always aim to do better and become a stronger and more equal country. Yeah. So I think initially I was really trying to think about our moment now and so many moments. You know, we're, we're working towards equality and working towards equal opportunity and access. Yeah, and in some ways, like, seeing things have been equal or that all men are created equal and all that is, like, been a total sham. And yeah. It, it doesn't mean it's not worth striving for. Right. Some people think that we're there and we're not there until everyone feels that way. What's, wha what's one thing that you wrote down? Two things. One was radical imagination. Hmm. Sort of lends itself to what we were talking about of, of how to get there and... and, and, and I guess thinking about about a, a world that we can imagine that is that is different. I'm gonna write that down, or I, maybe I can use that in a future song. <laughs> <laughs> in in one early draft, my song was like, "What is America? Imagine the radical, fragile freedom for which it stands." Hadley, you know I I love that alliteration. <laughs> exactly. Clearly, here's another one I wrote down. I wrote. Hold on, it's got, the paper's all ripped. America makes progress forward, then backwards, and it's a constant back and forth. So thinking about, you know, how it always seems like there are these little steps forward, but then we seem to go backwards, and it's, we're always moving forward, or 
you know, we like to think or hopefully we are moving forward, but it's constantly kind of being pulled backwards too. Another thing for me was like thinking about sort of some of these protest chants. The one that really stands out for me, like when I've been protesting is the is just no justice, no peace. Yeah. Because it just feels the most real. It's like, no, we're not gonna leave the streets until we have justice. Like, don't ask for peace here, you know? It, yeah. Like if if there's still not justice, if Brianna Taylor's still hasn't seen justice and her you know, yeah. nobody's been charged there. You know, like that's just one example. And so I don't know that that's the thing I feel most powerfully. For this theme we brainstormed and we wrote so much. Like I have five pages worth of brainstorming and writing and I really ended up using almost none of it in my actual song. All right, so let's move on from our brainstorm to what we actually made. I am ready for the coin flip. Here's the coin, Chris. Yep, I am looking at it. I see it. I'm verifying it is the coin. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Tails. It is tails. All right. Okay, so that's your turn. All right, my song is called Waves of Change.
super cool. I, I, I really like the drums on this. Thank you. Steady beat. It's like very moody, you know? Mm, mm -hmm. The most notable thing, I think, is that uh, you didn't sing any lyrics on, or we didn't hear your voice at all, or as your friend who listened to it said, I couldn't, I, I think your levels are down. I couldn't hear <laughs> your voice at all. <laughs> um, so you didn't sing in the song, you know, wh why, why'd you decide to make that choice? Yeah, you know, I think part of it was feeling that overwhelming sense of trying to narrow things down and, and really pinpoint like, what would I write about in this moment? And I started to try to write those lyrics and it just was really hard. Um, and it just didn't feel like I was capturing what I wanted to capture, what I was thinking about. And so instead, I just started thinking about all of the different moments in our history as a country where people have really risen up and protested. And so then what I wanted to do was highlight those and really allow those to become the lyrics or to become the voices in the song so that it, it wasn't about me. It was about these movements or these moments. And I knew I wanted to have something that dealt with race, something that dealt with gender and class. You know, that's where I incorporated, you know, the gay rights movement, civil rights movement, farm workers movement, Black Lives Matter movement. And then the last clip is actually the Women's March in D.C. I found that like with some of the chants, I can't quite make out what people are saying or shouting. Do you find that there's some music to that or like some kind of melody to that? Yeah, that's an interesting question. There is a rhythm with each of these chants where you're repeating words or you're repeating phrases and it takes on its own sort of life. Mm. And I knew too, you know, when I was incorporating them that I didn't necessarily want them to all fit in beat, right? So yeah. like there's the underlying sort of music and the the melody that's sort of in the background. Um, same with the drums, right? You hear those. But I didn't necessarily want to mash them up or manipulate them so much that it became perfectly in time. Yeah, and it almost there are different pitches too, you know, because they're different. They, they come from reality, you know? Yeah, and I think that was another piece is I really wanted them to be those clips from the actual events themselves. And so I pulled a lot of those, almost all of them from Library of Congress. Mm. You know, having that record too, right, I think is an important thing for our country that we have a record of these moments and people who have risen up and people who have shared their voices in really important ways. You know, we as a country keep those. Those are recorded. They are put into the Library of Congress. We own them. Another thing is you hear these waves at the beginning and end of the song. Why do you want to include that sound? The idea for the waves came from the phrases that we use to refer to different movements. So things like first wave feminism, second wave, third wave. And so I was thinking a lot about the concept of a wave where you'll have right a wave come in and then it can all, always go backwards. So when we think about like a tide, right, it's kind of coming in, but then going back and receding. You know how when we look at our history, we've just seen these movements where we make progress and then we seemingly don't and kind of things are kind of at a standstill. And so I think uh, the you know, using the literal sound of a wave to kind of set up the structure of the song. Cool. You know what I thought it was? What? Like a nod to from sea to oh, shining yeah, yeah, yeah. sea. <laughs> that definitely is there, although it wasn't my first idea. For sure, right? Like there was that idea of amber waves of grain, right? Which is like the title. I did a little yeah. play on that. Your your favorites, right? Your patriotic songs. <laughs> well, that that <laughs> you were just <laughs> you were just showing off to everyone. Like, I you you all can't see this, but oh, Hadley was like moving her hands up, like you know, really getting into it. 
Okay, I guess my last question is like, what statement do you feel like you were making with the song? We have groups of people that have consistently in our history risen up and made their voices heard and not stopped until change came about. And I think that's something that we're seeing right now, too. No justice, no peace. Okay, Hadley, let's hear your song. All right. I love the silence in your song. It's really calming. (laughs) (laughs) You decided to have no words and no instruments. It's just totally blank. It's really deep, okay? Yeah. It's the absence. The absence of America. You probably can't even understand that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is Summer Song. Funny Island last night, the light. Painted a ferris wheel turning Funnel cakes and ice cream To forget that the world is burning Sticky summer afternoon Walk the block to the corner store A crack of thunder opens the sky Hits me with a downpour I need a summer song To sing out loud and dance along I need a summer song, let myself loose, it's been too long. I need a summer song to sing out loud and dance along. I, I, I need a summer song, let myself loose, it's been too long. Jump in the car, let's get going down the interstate. Cornfields and sunflowers, out of state. License plates, winding down a road. Smokestacks higher than the mountaintops Take a break, buy a Coke All the people at the rest stop I need a summer song to sing out loud and dance along I I, I need a summer song, let myself loose, it's been too long I need a summer song to sing out loud and dance along I need a summer song Let myself loose It's been too long Walking through the city Everywhere I hear the sounds of summer Songs pop and the grill sizzles In the park there's bongo drummers Lawn chairs on the sidewalk Voices and laughter through the night Giant thick leaves on the trees Flickers of Firefly lights I need a summer song To sing out loud and dance along I, I, I need a summer song Let myself loose, it's been too long I need a summer song Oh, a summer song, a summer song I need a summer song Let's let ourselves loose, it's been too long So Hadley, some of my favorite lyrics come from the chorus here. The line, I need a summer song to sing out loud and dance along. Where did the desire represented in this line come from? As like my my song progressed and, and morphed into many different things, you know, I sort of started writing these these verses that were just kind of very in the moment. The verses were coming out so light 
I want I want a summer song. I kind of wanted to lean into like like boppy and poppy. Like I feel like there's always that classic song of the summer yeah, type of thing, totally. which is always like danceable. I feel like I stopped knowing what the like summer song or summer hit was maybe like <laughs> I don't know, 7 or 8 years ago. Like I just no. don't know. These are usually inescapable, right? Right, but I feel like I'm too old now where, like, all the young kids, you know, like, you'd always know, like, this is the summer hit. You would hear it in stores. You would hear it, like, on the street. Like, think about Old Time Road. Or, sorry, think about Old Town Road last yeah. summer. Like, See, that's... you didn't even know the title. <laughs> I, I did know it. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So, wait, let me just clarify your theory. Anyone at any age will just know the song because it's played everywhere. Right? Yeah. It's so yeah. big as a summer song that, like, you know, grandparents will know because it's like you see it on the news or the, a talk show is talking about it. Like, everyone is right. knows it. I, I mean, I think it is different this year because we're not gathered in the yeah. same way. You know, yeah. so if you listen to the radio, which I don't, which I think is what you're referencing, you okay. know, like, I don't think you or I listen to, like, normal radio. Yeah, we listen to weird, weird radio. Yeah, <laughs> weird radio. So it's hard <laughs> to know what the pop hits are. Okay. Yeah, this makes sense. So, Hadley, one of the other things I really like about this song is what you do with your voice with the ah, ah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's Which I feel like, you know, I just need to say, when I've been listening to it, it always is accompanied with like a little finger, like ah, ah. <laughs> Uh, uh. Oh, I see. You did a little <laughs> finger wag? Uh, uh. Yeah, a little finger like, wag. Like, almost like, nah-uh. Yeah, like, ah, uh, uh. <laughs> It's funny. That's a really funny question just because I really didn't really do it intentionally. I was singing the lyrics, and then a few times, like, on the second time around, I would do that. Like, it, I just started to do it. I love that. It came organically. Yeah, it came organically. And I think it, like, leans in a little, like, that also feels a little poppy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what about the theme? What does your song have to do with America? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was coming off a song last month, you know, that was really centered around injustice and rebellion and sort of the, the cracks in the American dream. And I mm -hmm. felt like I was having a hard time topping that. But then yeah. I also thought, well, America, there's a lot of different ways to approach this theme. And maybe I want to take a different tack. So then for a little while, I had a song about like consumerism and capitalism that wasn't flowing that well either so yeah okay. and then all of this process is happening kind of like during my favorite month of the year june it's your birthday month it's too. my birthday month you know and i and i love summer i love the long long days and and the light and the beach and just sort of the lightness that usually comes from it I, we've been at this long enough that my first song was in the depth of winter when i was feeling really heavy and i always like feel a little lighter in the summer but you know this is a different kind of june and it, it, it it's a much heavier time but i did feel like i was starting to find some moments of lightness you know like one night i went out to the coney island boardwalk you know, everything's shut down there in terms of the amusements. I mean, there's still, like, food and drink, and be the beach is open. But I just was there kind of, like, right at dusk, and the light was still really beautiful, and the boardwalk had people, all races and religions, and that was just beautiful to me, you know? And so I, the next day, I kind of wrote that scene as, like, a new kind of opening line. Once I had these summer images... I sort of had this idea of like a pop song, maybe make a song of the summer. Yeah. And, and I, I do want to acknowledge that I feel like it's risky to not write something more serious right now. And I'm worried it's, you know, not the right tone. But in terms of my songwriting, I also wanted to try something new, you know, maybe add a little lightness to these hard times. And, you know, there's a few things that are left over from some of the notes, like, 
the world is burning, like having this distraction from yeah. the world be burning, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also like smokestacks higher than the mountaintops. Those things are built in in more subtle ways, where it's still got that sort of summer pop vibe. But listening to it several times, then I started to pick up on those those hints and those things that you've kind of woven in. Yeah. So I noticed that there's some layers here in terms of the music. Uh, was that a piano I heard? Yeah, there was a little bit of piano in the background. Another thing that kind of added to my challenges this month is just that I got this little, a new little keyboard, which is really exciting. It plugs into your computer and you can kind of make it into different instruments. The fact that I had that new tool, I kind of wanted to maybe make this song a little more fun and danceable. And you did. You tried the drums out. I did. The first version that I... The first version I heard. Yeah, I sent... Chris had some drums that were not really very good. Learning how to use this keyboard and all these other tools was, like, a lot more difficult. I spent a lot of time, like, on YouTube tutorials this month. This song didn't end up being exactly everything I dreamed, and I wish I had had more time to make it more complete. Yeah. I think I, ha- I found this realization of how different, what a different skill it is to be a music producer. Yeah. You know, I've always kind of been like more of like a around the campfire guitar player. A lot of this is, is super new to me, you know? I struggle with drums. I struggle with bass lines. I feel like I can always learn more um, and try out new things. So if there's a music producer out there who wants to uh, produce some of our songs, I'm all We're for ready. it. We're ready for it. <laughs> So, Hadley, last question here. Coca-Cola comes up a couple of times, and I don't think that our listeners know your history with Coca-Cola. Can you tell them a little bit about, you know, adolescent Hadley and Coca-Cola? I had, like, a sort of addiction to Coca-Cola. I not only loved that sugary, delicious sparkliness... But um, I think I also had like a thing about I like I love the brand, you know, I was like very into like the commercials and the like nostalgia of it. And like, yeah. like I had Coke gear, like I had shirts and I tried one time to like take a picture and send it to Coca-Cola to get in an ad. It oh, I work. remember. I no longer drink Coca-Cola. I find it a little too sweet. Yeah. And, you know, I have, I would say, uh, a lot more qualms with the brand. Yeah. Totally. Now that you say it, I did reference it, co- it twice, Coke, because at the end I do something weird <laughs> where I say, do, 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 always Coca-Cola. And there's a few reasons. It's like when I was kind of thinking that I was going to do like a consumerism song, I was just walking down the street and that song popped into my head like that old ad. Yeah. It was just funny to me. And then I also thought about. So Chris, like, there's this one John Prine song. I'm looking it up right now because I can never remember the name. Is it Invisible Smile? Paradise. Il- no, it's illegal, illegal Smile. Illegal Smile. Illegal Smile. Yeah. So it's a John Prine song, and it ends with, like, hot dog bun, my sister's a nun. And it's just, like, really random, like, rhymes at the end. And I love it. Yeah, Chris loves it, and he, like, always, he's, like, brought it up a lot. <laughs> and for a long time, we had to, like, figure out what song it was and we you know we both went into depth to try and remember my little you know thing at the end calling out coca-cola was a little nod to john prine and chris's uh obsession with that little last part (laughs) it's so good and john prine you know we lost him this year to covid and he was an amazing songwriter i love there was that little nod there i immediately saw it All right, it's time for this month's voicemail from Sacramento, California. Hi, Hadley and Chris. This is Nikki 
Mike and Amelia from California, and we just listened to your weird episode, and we think it's awesome! So inspirational. We love your song, Hadley, and agree it's our very favorite um, that you've written so far. I and, love and during Christmas song, Amelia made us get up and have a unicorn robe disco kitty ear family dance party. And also have some very important discussions about the state of our world and how we need to show up as a family to make the world a better place. So thank you, guys. We can't wait to hear the next episode. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Nikki, Mike, and Amelia, for all of your encouragement and your dancing. This was an amazing voicemail. I loved it so much. Uh, Keep them coming. Tell us what you think about any of our recent episodes or themes. Just call... 914627852914627852 Okay, it's time to reveal this month's theme. Okay. The theme is camp. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Some of you may know, some of you may not know, but one of the ways Chris and I are connected is through summer camp. So we'll see what we can come up with because I think there's that, but there's other, a lot of, maybe we'll find some other ways to think about this theme as well. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of No More Covers. Keep telling your friends about the podcast, share it widely. Leave us a review. And remember, everybody's an artist. See you next month.